They seek him here They seek him there His clothes are loud But never square It will make or break him So he's got to buy the best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings about topics exactly one week old. Uh, <laughs> yes, two mid forties. As you listen to this, the topic is is a, a week cooling. in America's it's cool. It's cooling a little uh, off a little. Right, bit, and yes. it's so, not. So we, it's not like there's been any other news in America in the past week. Any other thing to talk about? What else to? are we going to talk about? But this yeah. stupid, so this, this stupid is, topic. This is precisely why we are staring at the prospect of entertainment yes. relevance. We're, we're we're playing that that tagline at us. Not it's not just boilerplate copy that no. we read. Nope. It's 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 a thing we live for each week. Yes, we live so our hype, people. I am your co-host. My name is Bill Scurry. I am of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which, as usual, is a uh, it's the one isolated roadside garage within a hundred miles when your car is broken down at ten forty five p.m. and you don't like the look of the peering mechanic's eyes through the glass as he scrutinizes intruders in his cursed small town, which holds an ancient and deadly secret. Noah, uh, see, you say ancient and deadly secret, but I think of um, well, I guess it's just a gas station and not broken down at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, uh, which is yeah. less ancient and deadly secret and more twisted and deadly secret, right? Right, right. So, yeah. yes, it's, right. Something men's eyes shouldn't look at that's just based on human depravity. Yeah, it's yeah. a little different. That's such a good yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's a good one, Bill. I like that. Uh, my name is Noah. Thank you. My name is Noah Tarno. I am your co-host. Oh yes. Yeah, and I am uh, the founder and the senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And yes, let's try that this week. You, you be my co-host this week. We'll see. How I'll be goes. your co-host, and you be my co-host. <laughs> And I can call you yeah, Betty, you know. and Betty, you can call me Al. I hate that song, you know by what? the way. You know how much I hate that song? Yeah, how much do you hate that song? I fucking despise that song. I think it's so <laughs> annoying. And that video, yeah. Paul Simon and Chevy Chase think they're so wacky. Yeah. Oh, you I know what? I Paul Simon, to me, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of folk, folk music to begin with. Actually, I can't stand folk music. Folk music. If, well, that's what I, his, I don't think they count no, as No, but his bones music. was folk music, so it's off to a bad start already with him. Even if the, that was okay. how we introduced ourselves to Paul Simon when we were younger, was the video that played on MTV for Call Me Al. Um, yeah. I think he did Sun, the Sun City project. What was the thing he did? He oh, ladies with Matt Black Mimbazo, all the Sun City was no Sun City was, was mainly was Steve, Silvio Dante. Steve Vincent. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Paul Simon might have been involved. I mean, he drug he drug in, he dragged in a lot of people. Springsteen was there, obviously. Yeah. Paul Simon might have been among no, them. No, he, no, he didn't spearhead it. Pa- that was Paul that was Simon was the guy Steven. who broke the embargo. He's the guy that actually was on tour. He was the oh yeah, remember I that's see. the thing. He was like persona non grata. For a half hour because so Sun City was a response yeah, to the, I knew it was a response to some musicians I didn't remember who yeah. you're saying Paul Simon was one of them yeah so those who don't know Sun City was a um it was an entertainment resort in South Africa back when apartheid was going strong in the 80s and all these mainly American and British musicians said I will not play at Sun City because of apartheid and I guess you're telling me Paul Simon and a few other big names said, fuck it, I don't care. Give me a paycheck. Well, no, I'll no, play that's there. the thing. Paul Simon, he was more principal. What Paul Simon did it was he he decided to go to – the whole idea was that they were supposed to embargo going to South Africa, period. You were not supposed to right. cross the border. No, so Paul Simon right. went there to play with like Lady Smith, Black Mombazo. He was going there specifically to talk to Afri- black 
African artists. He wasn't going there to play with okay. white bands. He was there as it was. It was like saying, you know, what's worth breaking the the, the embargo line? Really? Yeah. Well, okay. So maybe I don't know if Paul. I'm just explaining Sun City to our okay, young good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was this resort. You weren't supposed to play there. And some Western musicians are very upset. So little Steven Van Zant, uh, who had been the guitarist in Bruce Springsteen's band for a million years, still I think technically is. You might know him as Silvio Dante from The Sopranos. I love his online radio show. He's got the best taste in music of anyone in the world. Uh, he organized, you know, in the, in, the, in the shadow of USA for Africa, We Are the World, he organized United Artists Against Apartheid, and they did a— they did a benefit album, and the big song was "I Ain't Gonna Play a Sun City." No, it was, yeah, and Springsteen was, a, was in it. Yeah. A bunch of big names. Oh, he got—he he, he had a lot of pull. He got a lot of people in that album. Yeah, everyone deal. in the industry knew who he was. Yeah. Little Stephen. Yeah, and the, 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 anyway, the, the weird thing was that he was. Um, I actually, Stephen Van Zant was he? Um, he played on Born in the USA, but I think that was it. I think he was out of the E Street Band. He dropped out. I think in eighty forty five. He he was playing with them again in the two. Yeah, no, he got when back. They played the Super Bowl. He, he was got there. back in, but I think he's not. Yeah, he's, he was on Born to Run. He was on the big. We got to get this show straight. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot really this. do. I'm gonna really ele- elegantly pivot. 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 pivot, pivot, All right, everybody. As you know, on the show, we talk about hot hot topics that are I would hot, say five five or six days cooling uh, off the main yeah. burner in this case. It, it it'll be back next year. Yeah, it will be, but it's Mo- like most likely. It seemed like likely. a good reason to speak of this I mean it, it is the very reason why the show was created was to talk about something like this. The only regret is that we didn't set it up the well I mean we could it happened after we record so it wouldn't have worked. I think our timing with our topic last week was perfect. Yeah. Okay. So yeah anyway so we're talking about the Met Gala or the Met ball or it has a couple of different names but it is a, its official name is i should have written this the, down. the metropolitan costume institute um, yeah, something something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. micro microwave oven the costume institute gala or the costume institute benefit sure or okay. it's formal names anyway so yes uh, i'm sure you've heard of this in fact uh, you might even be aware of it because it was a particularly um garish you event. might have heard of it or you might be aware of it. You might have been invited to it. You might have heard of it. Yeah, you, pro- you probably won't. It reminds me that uh, Hans and Franz, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. What is it? It's something about immediately, if not sooner? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a, one of the favorite bad lines of grammar I edited out ever in my entire copy editing experience. I have many years in the fashion industry, several to be exact. <laughs> in the uh, Lemony Snicket show, the series of unfortunate events, uh, the Count Olaf, played by um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, says uh, he's describing himself as both handsome and good-looking. <laughs> I like that. Uh, there was a, there was a joke like that in the Ben Stiller show once. Yeah, like she's pretty, beautiful, and gorgeous. <laughs> so this our topic is an annual fundraiser held annually. By the way, I wrote that as a joke. And, and every year. And, every, <laughs> and once every 12 months. It's annually every year. Every 12 uh, what, I, I swear to God, I heard this once at an airport. The, they got on the announcement. I'm waiting for my flight. They said, our estimated ETA of arrival. <laughs> I swear to God. So this, this is held... Sorry. This is held one. All right. Sorry. When this is done, I got to run out to the ATM machine. This is held. So I can afford to get dessert at TCBY yogurt. This is held uh, half biennially. Half biannually. (laughs) 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 Oh, we're having fun. Uh, Oh, we love it. 
like to have, oh, we fun. have fun, everybody. Yes, at the Metropolitan yeah. Museum of Art in Manhattan. I'm sure you guys know all about this with the suits of armor and the, and the, and the mummies Manhattan. and all these things. And the, New York, New York. And the, and New, York uh, yes. New York, New York. The city's so nice they named it twice. Manhattan is its other name. Each May, uh, this 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 gala takes place, and it focuses on an exhibition of first Monday in May. First Monday, first in, Monday May. in May. Okay, May. it's an exhibition of haute couture, uh, which uh, people may hear that word, but it literally is just French for high fashion, I believe. Uh, it's, it's a very simple translation. Uh, so it was canceled in 2020 for obvious reasons, and it was held last year. It's kicked to September because of um, you know COVID related other obvious reasons. other obvious same reasons. obvious same obvious reasons. reasons. Yeah. So this really? this this year's iteration was kind of a return to normalcy, if you want to think about it. If anything's normal, it was a return to normalcy. Uh, the doughty old battle axe, Anna Wintour herself. <laughs> oh, jeez. Publisher. I don't think anyone says she's doughty. Doughty. She's the opposite no, doughty. Of doughty. Doughty, not doughty. D o u g h t y. Yes, exactly. Yes. I don't. I don't think I know that word other than the the guy from Soul Coughing. What is that? Mean? That is a resilient stalwart. You know, she she has been. A, she, I have literally never heard that. Look word. it up as I'm speaking. Okay. Really, I I learn things. Yes, uh, Anna Wintour, who you know from Vogue magazine. What is she? Is she publisher, chairperson, editor. She is the editor and editor in chief. Yeah, I see. Okay. She's yeah. she's been the chair. I want to say I think she took over from Diana Vreeland or something like that in the nineties. Yes, Diana Vreeland. Yeah, yeah. These are all names. I kind of know vaguely uh, whatever and 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 she yeah so she's dowdy marked by fearless resolution valiant i literally i don't know it sounds familiar but i i wasn't familiar well because of the word it's it's, it's a homonym with dowdy i guess that makes sense why you know uh, semi-hominem yeah semi-hominem yeah. uh co and there's i didn't realize this until i looked into this there are every year there's official co-chairs or at least there have been recently yes. and i'm guessing this is where some of the variety we're going to talk about comes from the official co-chairs this year included um Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Virginia King, and our old friend, uh, previous topic oh, of the show, our man who we made king, Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yes, the man who we made right, king. Right, right. Was, he was, was I telling you I read something the other day of someone who did not realize Hamilton was a real person? They I'm thought, not, not, they not thought that Miranda all. made up Hamilton. I mean, this kind of makes sense when you think about it if you're a kid. I mean, I guess they didn't teach you much at school and you never looked at a $10 bill. They thought that Miranda made up Hamilton and dropped him into history and put him among real figures to tell a story. Oh, like he was. Uh, I like that idea. Peter, Peter like Sellers and being there. Yeah, I could definitely. Yes, uh, pretty much. Or yes, Forrest Gump. Exactly. He was. He's the Zelig of uh, the Zellig, founding yeah. fathers. So yeah. this crowd is invite only among A-listers, as you might have guessed. Each year's roster is intended to be a snapshot of fame for that 12-year period. Uh, the 12 12-month period. Sorry, not 12-year period. Tw annually, my friend. Annually. annually. The most famous feature of this party that we know the best is the steps, the processional, the red carpet in front of the museum, which acts as a runway for incredibly outre looks on parade. Uh, it, is a, it is a fashion event unlike any other. So this is considered the most prestigious annual event in the world of fashion. And I would say even in, the, in New York City, it is definitely one of the hottest tickets you can possibly get. Um, yes. Maybe and by the way, it's invite only, but you still have to, most people have to pay. Tickets are thirty-five grand each, and you can hold a whole table for two hundred seventy thousand dollars. And in twenty twenty-one, they raised a record sixteen point four million dollars. The wife tells me that apparently, like uh, Tom Ford and Chloe and Gucci are the ones that get the table, and then they they in, they fill the table with yes. their listers. That's right. They fill There's the a little bit of delegation they, yes. going on, which you know who who knew, right. I don't know how the sausage was made. And, and to Winter's credit. 
she gives away tickets to some up and coming designers who she anoints, you know, people who probably can't afford that. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, yet, yeah. but who she anoints as important and on their way. Yeah. So there's that. And I will guarantee you, I can't say this for certain, I guarantee you a lot of the things we're talking about in terms of these, these more charitable practices are probably maybe 10 or 15 years old tops because I think this was a pretty high bound yeah. function for it's, a long time. It, it it was founded in 1948, yeah. and, it and it behaved was it nearly as high profile, yeah. but but it, it also behaved in a very certain as most things you know in New York do. It, it, yeah. it is it is for a, a you know elite few. The whole point of elites to keep people out of it. Each year bears a theme. 2022's was called Gilded Glamour slash White Tie, uh, which might have been a poor choice in light of the state of the world. <laughs> Uh, and and you know I, we have to yes. we got to get this out. I'm going to lead with this: is that the Gilded Age? Unfortunately, yeah. the the same day, I believe it was the same day within hours. There was it was the leaks. Of, uh, no, it was the next the day. next day. It okay. was the third is when that leak but, the 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 Supreme Court leak happened. Right, but the thing is, people woke up to the the pictures in the news of the of the thing from the night before as this was leaking. They were competing for your attention simultaneously. So this this is a collision of a look. This thing is worth talking about as a phenomenon, but it's also like, man, what a strange alchemy of things to live with this week. And again, the the leak has left us. I mean, the leak is still here. The gala has sort of faded into the background a little bit, but it's like, what a weird thirty six hour period of trying to cope with both of those uh, things at the same time. And 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 to be clear, gilded was referring to the gilded age, yeah. which it's a term uh, Mark Twain came up with for the late 1800s when, you know, um, income inequality was the big issue. Uh, and, you know, the rich were getting richer, the poor were getting poorer, and people were starting I'm to... so glad that's in the rearview mirror, you know? Like, that's we've, we've conquered those issues. Well, I will, yeah, I will say this, that I personally believe that the 1890s and the early 1900s, people, we actually started seeing progress towards dealing with these things. You know, but I'm I'm Mr. Theodore Roosevelt is fucking God. So Smoot Hawley uh, is, is you have that tattoo to crush well, your that chest. Was the 1920s. But uh, anyway, the point is calling back to the Gilded Age. You know, a lot of the debate about this. Sorry if I'm jumping the gun. No, here, man, go for it. I want to hear from are, you. Are we are we commenting on the Gilded Age in an intelligent way, or are we celebrating the Gilded Age in a very blinkered? You know, wow, you you are not you are not uh, recognizing the moment way. Uh, and from what I read, there's been a lot of debate about that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think you think this is a moldy topic a week later, but I think this is very much worth well, talking no, I mean, about because it's interesting. The heat on it is. I mean, but that's really, I know, yeah. I know, look, I got a, a whole, you know, document full of notes here, but what, what, what like, what are your bullet points? Where do you, where do you lead off with this? Well, I, I mean, this is one of these topics we do sometimes where we're really talking about two things at one. We're talking about the Met Gala in general, and we're talking about this year's edition. Um, all right, so so if you're a regular listener of this show, or even if you listened two weeks ago when we talked about uh, Love Shack Fancy, uh, I really hate fashion. Really hate it. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Da, 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 da. Uh, I, you know, clothes for me, buying clothes is just a nightmare. Although I will say this, I bought a new suit last week. Oh. Because I outgrew my one suit, and I'm going to New York next week. I'll see you there, many of you. And um, I outgrew my suit in lockdown, and I went to Men's Warehouse, and props to Elida and Dariush at Men's Warehouse on Market Street in San Francisco. They went above and beyond with customer service. Big thumbs up. Thank you. Uh, they made they made what I would consider an unpleasant task very easy, and uh, and they were very accommodating. Anyway, so I don't like fashion. 
in spending several hours the last week reading about the stuff, I watched a documentary on Netflix called First Monday in May, which I thought was misleading because the title would indicate it's about the Met Gala. It's mostly not. It's mostly about the creation of the Costume Institute's exhibit about China in, I believe, 2015, and the gala that year was sort of a subplot. But I really, you know, they're talking about is fashion art? Can fashion be art? And I agree with that. So it really made me examine my bias against fashion. There are a lot of problems with fashion. I think fashion leads to a lot of the body image issues that many people have in this country, women and men. Uh, I think fashion models fucking suck. They never have any star power. They don't even, you know, I look at a fashion model wearing clothes and I'm like, I don't want to be part of that. Uh, So I'm not a fan of fashion, but I would never doubt that it can and is art, especially since when you look at some of the clothes people wear on the red carpet of a place like the Met Gala or are on display in a Costume Institute thing, no one's going to wear this stuff day to day. So if it's not art, what the hell is it? Of course it's art. And, you know, who am I to judge? I mean, I I like to think I've gotten this way in, in recent years. Like, you know, don't I don't want to, as the kids say, I don't want to yuck your yum. Um, I think kids five years ago said that. Uh, cost, you know, uh, if this is what brings you joy, if watching celebrities wear ridiculous clothes brings you joy, then, uh, you know, no skin off my nose. People have always liked voyeurism. It's a very natural thing. That said, uh, this this gala really looks like a drag. I would, I mean, I'm imagining if I were famous, if I would go, if I were invited, and I guess I'd say to my publicist, look, like, is this important to go for my career? Okay, fine. Also, I'm a man, so I could just wear a nice tuxedo and get away with it, right? But there's some quotes here. Uh, the celebrities who actually said they don't like it, Tina Fey went one year and she said, it is such a jerk parade. If you had a million arms and all the people you would punch in the whole world, they're all there. <laughs> uh and then there's a quote Amy Schumer has said it's terrible. Uh, I don't have that. But then she got criticized because she said it was terrible, and then she went back another year. So, look, you do what you got to do for your career. Um, and the big story this year, on top of people misreading the moment about Gilded Age, is um, Kim Kardashian uh, showed up. She came toward the end, which means she's a bigger star. And I, I really don't like Kim Kardashian. Fine. Maybe she's a good businesswoman. I think she has no star power. I think she always has that blank look on her face, which I think I, I, I hate, hate the toxic femininity idea that beauty is a blank face. And Kim Kardashian just is a blank non-entity to me. And the fact that we made her a star, I think, really does not speak well of our culture. Um, she came wearing the dress that Marilyn Monroe wore at the dinner party for President Kennedy when she sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President. And I'm not talking about the same design. I'm talking about the dress. The article The itself. exact same yeah. dress. She borrowed from the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Uh, and it was so hard to wear. She had these people monitoring her. She got into it in the limo after she arrived at the Met. She wore it on the red carpet for five minutes. She, people took their photos took her photo, she got inside, and then she changed into a replica of the dress. To actually sit down and walk and, walk right. and so eat. So people, like, what is this? And first of all, I'll say she cannot hold a candle to Marilyn Monroe, who was a motherfucking goddamn Train star. wreck. Yes, yeah, star, that's what I meant. Oh, fine, train wreck. Yes. 
but star. She's a great actor. See Gentlemen Prefer Blonde. She's a great actor. See Some Like It Hot. Marilyn Monroe was, fu- she had it. Kim Kardashian does not. So the li- I am a little bit insulted that people are, would call Kardashian. When she dies, what's Elton John going to sing about her? Seems to me you lived your life. Like, what's the most boring thing in the world? Yeah. Um, so uh, that just is ridiculous. Uh, and then the Gilded Age thing is, um, look, you can say that this is a good place to make a political statement. And you could say this was an arena for people to show up and say something about our Gilded Age. Uh, two years ago, uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was criticized because she showed up wearing a dress that had tax the rich written all over it. People like, how dare she? But like, look, you bring the message to where the people are. And why not? I mean, she is a politician. It is her place to speak about politics. She does stand for taxing the rich. I'm a fan of hers. I mean, I think she's yeah, me too. Sometimes, no, she's great. I, I I think sometimes she gets in her own way, but she knows how to speak the language. She, she's not just a message speak. warrior. She actually is a legislator with substance. That's the difference. Right. Like whatever. Uh, a few people make political statements this year. Questlove was uh, AKA Amir Thompson. Uh, he was wearing a quilt by the G's Bend quilters under his Zegna coat. The quilt represents, quote, black women who had sacrificed for their country because he said for African-Americans in this country, the gilded period's a little bit different. Well, African-Americans and many other people. But yes. All right. So he was making a point. Uh, Riz Ahmed. Who is he? Oh, he's great. I, don't know. I know the name. He was uh, Oscar nominated last year, the year before for the Sun really? Medal. No, he's, he's insane. He's okay. incredible. I just actor. know the name. Yeah. Uh, he said in a Vogue interview on the red carpet that his unbuttoned silk workwear shirt, tank top, and trousers tucked into knee-high boots were, quote, an homage to the immigrant workers that kept the Gilded Age going. You could say this is obnoxious. I'm going to I'm gonna represent dirt poor people by wearing a fabulously expensive outfit to a fabulously expensive event, but you go where people are listening. I can't really fault these individual people for that. So look— I, I think this thing sounds like a drag. I think we'll get to this, the, the apocalypse thing. I think this, you can make an argument that this is rich people cosplaying awareness. Um, but, you know, you could say this shows we're not keeping focused on the, the dire problems we need to solve as a society and as a civilization and as a species. But I just, I can't get that worked up about it on an abstract level. And if these people want to go and do this, I'll get to this in a few minutes. I don't think this is really where the main problem lies. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll agree with you in that. I mean, I think that the unfortunate choice of uh, of all the themes in the world, to, to there's this unfortunate commingling of the Gilded Age topic, which would have been tone deaf in any, any, any regardless of whether or not Hillary Clinton showed up, as she did in the first time in 24 years, with a dress that had stitched into like phantom thread style the name of a lot of unheralded feminist pioneers uh which was you know another thing like aco sorry aoc i always make that i always always screw it up aco (laughs) i like the uh the premise of clothing as art is great um i i like that haute couture is not for everybody and not everything that happens in haute couture makes sense to me but I certainly understand the place it occupies. And I had a lot of fun looking at the slide. I've never looked at the slideshow for this before in any previous year. Never cared about it. But for the purposes of doing the research for this topic, I looked at the slideshow and I was like, oh, this stuff is amazing. 
And I mean, it was it was some things that were revelation to me that I I didn't take into account the fact that this year's uh, guest list was more uh, black than I thought. It was more not. It was yeah. more non. Even more POCs, non-white. Well, let me say this: that's where a lot of star power is in this day. Yeah, well, age, right? yeah, but it's like I mean, give Winter and the others credit to assemble the guest list. They're not just picking white celebrities. They are actually picking the people who are hot and happening they, now. They didn't bring in Muhammad Ali in 1971. It would have been the equivalent. Well, you know they, they they've matured and they've they didn't they've have learned. Walter That's Walter Payton right? and O.J. Simpson in 1968. You know those things didn't happen. Real. Did they not? They never had OJ. Everyone loved OJ no. back in the day. No. Everyone loved OJ. You wouldn't have brought it. The fact that they had like you, you had Dwayne people. Wade and a bunch of other pro NBA uh, like yes. pro ball players, uh, who who are barely amenable to this and look incredible because those guys are built like towers. You know their midsections are insane. They're gorgeous, gorgeous men. I think the Kim Kardashian thing is worth talking about because actually you didn't necessarily close the loop on that one. Not only did she wear this thing that a lot of people look culturally. Uh, the whole to Marilyn Monroe is one thing, and I, I get it. Uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe means more as an actress to me than as a um, a, a figure in society, a hallmark of the city. I mean, she was dead by 1961. It's been a long time. Uh, was it 61? Yeah, 1961. Uh, I thought it was later, but let me look. Maybe. No, it couldn't have been 61 because Kennedy only became president in 61. 62. August okay. 4th, 1962. Uh, Kim Kardashian. You know what she did and how she got into this dress. Uh, one of the one of the strictures that the museum said is that this dress was unalterable in any form, and it was you could not in any way, shape, or form damage yeah. it. So what Kim Kardashian did was she went on a crash diet, a starvation. Oh yes, that's right. I forgot. Starvation, yes. <laughs> and she went on like it was exercise, starvation, and she would wear the sauna suits, the one that like Martin yes, Martin Lawrence suit. wore. That like he was like running around in traffic in this plastic suit trying to sweat off, holding the gun. She was wearing those things, and. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be, I, I, I can't comment on what femininity would be or what people, what, what women should or not, should or should not project uh, in terms of beauty in, in public. I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not a big fan of Kim Kardashian, but, you know, I'm not trying to hate. Here's the problem is that when you, there, it, there's a couple of months, all of a sudden is that I think she starts to change the picture a little bit. You know, she starts. Uh, being an, an activist for incarcerated men trying to trying to get mandatory minimums down and she you know like she winds up saying these things that it looked like oh is she really kind of pivoting is there more layers here and it's like the minute she starts you know she, she goes one step further and all of a sudden you, you hear something really draconian really backwards and I'm like you know yeah. what I almost made the mistake of treating you like a human being for a minute and then you you <laughs> You fucked it up by saying something incredibly I, stupid, and I, there's I, there is no way you can be okay if you married Kanye West. There's just I, no I, way. It's more, you know what? It, it's it's again. I'm, Kim Kardashian is a symptom of being uh, Kris Jenner's daughter. Uh, you, you know, th there is this idea that the they're, they're not here to talk about them. They, it's a family of wolves. They're jackals and hyenas. They don't have the same values as, as people. The idea that they made money selling makeup and her career was predicated by... I'm not even saying that, you know, the, the sex tape being the predicate for her career isn't a, isn't a bad thing. I, I don't know anything about that. She had a sex tape? No, Kim Kardashian, I'm saying. Yeah, that's why you know, that's know, why that. you know who she is. Because she, her, I thought we know her because she had a reality Her show, and Ray J. And that's how it no, started. Her, her, her and Ray J in the sex tape. That was but the the zero base of her fame was I sex must, tape. I must have heard of that. It anyway, my, care about that's it. not the point. The point is that Kim Kardashian gets there with her blonde hair... 
and this crash diet and everything about it. She is, doesn't have. She has she, blonde hair. She blonded her. She took took her twelve hours to bleach her hair blonde, to to make the look happen. That stuff is weird. On the other Sorry, on the other hand, on the other hand, uh, Cara Delevingne, who is not somebody I've really ever given a lot of credit to. She's an she's an actress turned actor, a model turned actor, I should say. Um, she too is she's from a family of of lords they're they're peered people in England and she really hasn't had to work very hard because she was handed everything in life however she did something very unusual on the red carpet she whipped off a red blazer and she was topless painted gold and she had nipple caps on and she also suffers from pretty severe psoriasis which is the same disease I suffer from and so she her body was painted gold like um in I forget the actress's name in Goldfinger except the thing is she left her gigantic eczema plaques uncovered with gold first of all the paint would have irritated them but also she wanted she wanted to not stigmatize this uh, skin disease that she had and I thought that was actually I had no idea she had that I had no idea that she was um I don't know what you want to call it, an activist or somebody who's bringing awareness. And I thought, okay, that's not what I expected. I thought she was more fine boned mm-hmm. than that. Uh, and I, you know, I, I appreciated that. That just was a message I didn't expect to hear. And, and yeah, you know, that, no, that's, that's, was pretty cool. That's wow. Cool. And that, that's, and that's bold. Yeah. Putting your body out there. I mean, for the, not, you know, her, not look at me, not, not like I'll, I'll go over me, but. No, just ob- appreciate, observe, but, but accept my flaws. Observe yeah, my all flesh. right. Observe all my right. flesh. Exactly. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I feel good. Look, if you're invited, you're 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 a star. It's your job to show up at bullshit like this, and you know use it to to make a statement. And if you're a politician, make a political statement. And if you're you know an African American, you know Questlove has a history of yes, he standing does. up for you know African American, for lack of a better term, political issues. And Cara Delevingne's talking about her body. Like use this this forum that everyone's looking at to make an important statement. So good on. And her. you know, the, before we pivot to why it was popular this year. I do think that the unfortunate uh, snake bite on the whole thing was, you can't get away from the theme and how different people interacted with it is, is up for debate. I can tell you that Kim Kardashian probably did not nearly as much as Riz Ahmed did. Um, I know for a fact, I think this isn't, this isn't really a, uh, revolutionary opinion. A lot of people in fashion are incredibly facile. (laughs) They are, they are people who are very superficial. That is kind of the the basis of fashion. Um, you don't really need uh, a lot of public school education to get into fashion. Uh, you, all you need to do is be good at the kind of thing that fashion requires. So it is not exactly a confab of, of, of the greatest minds in the universe, even among the fans of, of fashion. Not that to say that there aren't really smart people who are aware in the fashion world. But I do think it has this reputation probably earned as being the haven of a lot of shallow people who are not up on things. It is a very cosseted world. It's not the Met Gala's fault that the leak happened 12 hours later. Why is the Met Gala so? You know, you said at the top one of the, one of the most followed fashion events of the year annually, every twelve months, and you know, one of the biggest events in New York. Although it's telling, Bill, that I I lived in New York for eighteen years. I worked in New York media for almost that entire time, and I still I had heard the name Met Gala, but I could never I could not have told you it was the first Monday in May because I just tuned out fashion so much. 
But why, you know, and this thing, voyeurism. I mean, you could watch live coverage of the red carpet on E! for hours and hours and hours. So why? Why do people care about this? Why is this such a big deal? Well, I mean, this is the queer Super Bowl, uh, as many people used to call it. used to call the no, Oscars. The fashion Super Bowl. No, the Oscars, I think, is the queer it Super Bowl. This is more the but fashion I think that Super the, Bowl. You know, the o- because all the people I know went to fashion are straight women. Uh, yeah, but, well, okay. Maybe that's so. But I, I feel like the gay men I know are more into theater than fashion. Well, all right. you can. That's the the, the interesting, I, I'm going to say something here. The interesting gay men are into theater. The boring gay men are into fashion. Well, this is a, <laughs> that's that's my stance. This is a costume party that is so filled with A-listers. It is it is gone rather than just being um, fox and stole wearing society matrons. You know, uh, pearl wearing wasps. Not that they're not there, but the idea that it has completely changed its image, where it is bleeding edge fame. Uh, you know, people of the moment are being programmed as guests. So, you know, it is the Oscars red carpet without the fucking dreadful Oscars themselves to have to sit through. You know, everybody wins. And and he says this as a movie fan. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, the, the guest roster becoming more non-white, more queer, more non-binary each year. You know, you, you can actually see in real time the binary getting smashed. You know, and as a credible human being like Lena Waithe, looks like a million bucks in this tableau, you know, this milieu where you just have to assume, oh, there's there's no way Lena Waithe would have been invited to this even 10 years ago. You know, and it's like, and, and Lena Waithe isn't the only queer woman who's who's presenting with, a you know, what Lena Waithe was wearing. I believe Lena Waithe is a, is a she, her. Um, I don't think I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, it was incredibly her. What she had designed was this look that was a million bucks, you know, just silk from head to toe. I think it was like brocaded uh, uh, indigo blue kind of thing, you know, look, looking like a fucking monarch. Um, and that's that that is nothing that you would have seen in 1988. Probably nothing you would have seen in 1999. But it's something you're going to see from 2010 onwards. Once you start getting hip people programming the guest lists. Um, that's just one example, but I mean, I, I, I think that it's easy. It's like a slam dunk, you know, and also this is, this is a note I had for, for later on. I mean, I think that it's, it's weird looking at the, you know, this is costume. Like you said at the top of the show, Noah, haute couture, haute couture is not something you go out to um, a movie and haute couture is something you don't even sit down inside of. You essentially wear it as a, as an installation piece. Uh, you know, not quite a, a Lady Gaga meat dress, but not too off, not too far off from that. Um, it looks, it, it, in some ways, they look closer and closer to to the Marvel Comics universe costumes in the movies. <laughs> it's just amazing to see, like, oh man, what Dwayne Wade is wearing. That could be Cyclops's costume. You know, it's like if you're going to actually realize these things on people in human space on perfectly cut bodies. Of male and female, with you know, with with you know, super powered superhuman aspects, this looks like the X Men or the Avengers, and it's just you know, especially with Doctor <laughs> Strange coming out, this is such a weird confluence of of you know, message and art, and and again, making it look so cinematic. So I think it's it's like a slam dunk. It's easy to see why it's popular. Yeah, I, I, this might be the easiest to see why it's popular topic we've ever looked at. It is. It is a combination of nearly everything that we often ascribe to things because of their popularity. You know, celebrities, full of celebrities, most powerful force in media, 
I mean, the only powerful force that's not here is sex. But this, I'm sure that's a lot a, of people are the seeing The celebrities that. together like the Avengers, you know, like they're all in the one place. You'd never get all these oh, people. Oh, the, 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 the team up. Yeah, there's an interesting moment in um, that documentary I mentioned, First Monday in May, where they do show the gala that year, and it just shows this very humanizing thing at the gala. You just see celebrities like, hey, how you doing? Like looking like you go to it. Like if you, if you went to a wedding and saw people, I haven't seen you in 10 years. I haven't seen you since college. And just like, wow, these people are friends. You know, they work together. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, I mean, some of them. Celebrities, um, exclusivity, right? The idea that you have yeah. to be invited. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, another topic we looked at that I thought of here is the, um, the, uh, the Firefest documentaries. I remember a moment that after the whole thing blew up and McFarland was trying another scam, he made up this fake business where, like, we will get you discount tickets to Hamilton, to this, to that, and it was total bullshit. And he said, I could sell you discount tickets to the Met Gala, and people like, um, no one could sell tickets to the Met. Like, literally, it is impossible for a broker to have tickets to the Met Gala. Uh, celebrities, exclusivity, hype, which is, you know, maybe one in the same of exclusivity. And... uh I will say here's a negative thing is, you know, there is a strong argument to be made that the Met Gala every year, but particularly this year, is an example of people putting their heads in the sand and knowing that things are dire, things are scary, and, uh, you know, let's party, be you know, and ignore everything to, to for, you know, you could say some of that self-care, which is why I don't begrudge these people for doing it, but you could also say it's like I'm going to ignore the problem and just party party at the end of the world um so yeah i i think it's possible that things like that are more appealing now because things are so scary we just la 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 that kind of thing uh fingers in our ears so yeah it's why my god i mean w once you get the celebrities on board and winter and a winter who you know you might know her from the devil wears prada which was a fictionalized version of her and makes her sound like the worst human being in the world but I've read things that say she's not quite that bad. And frankly, I will say this about Anna Winter. I, I, she's confident. She knows what she wants. She gets shit done. Uh, anyone who knows anything about fashion clearly respects her opinion and her work ethic. So she must have something, right? I mean, we certainly see a lot of, quote unquote, you know, power figures who clearly have no self-esteem and are compensating, and she doesn't. She's the last kind of biggest gatekeeper in media. There's nothing nearly the size of oh, her yes. left over. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, there there probably is no editor in chief of any magazine now who no. makes half as much money. No, but even does, like the so. the anomaly of it is that anomaly of it is that she first of all works for a magazine which is archaic to begin with in this in yeah, this media yeah. age, and I mean in feature film there aren't gatekeepers of her size. In any in sports, there aren't gatekeepers. There, there's no no one exists in their in their lane that has the size, the outsized, which should tell you something about how fashion has been very slow to modernize in some ways because it is possible. How in all of media and all of the popular culture and all these things, music for Christ's sake, there's no one of her of her size and presence left over in almost any other precinct. Yeah. that says something about what this is. Yeah, and from what I gather, I mean, look, if she's as bad as uh, 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 Meryl Streep's character in The Devil Wears Prada, she deserves, you know, <laughs> she deserves to be taken down a few pegs. But I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say she just, she's a tough woman. She gets shit done. You know, people always say if she were a man, she wouldn't be criticized as much. And I, of course, of I course agree that with is that. True. Miss Billy. <gasps> you look so good. We were watching in the hotel and I was like, she killed it. Stop. I was like, 
That's my favorite. Stop. This is so amazing. Noah, uh, here is something I definitely need to know an answer to because that's going to be a <laughs> yeah. complex this is question. A tough one. Uh, would you this have is a tough liked one. the Met Gala if you were if you were a kid ever? Of course not. I mean, I was a kid in New York working in media, and I barely knew it existed. <laughs> so, I there's no. I can't imagine the alternate universe in which this, except if I had attained my 20s dream of being a celebrity and I were invited, you know, if I made it to the A-list or B-list and I were invited. Seth Meyers was there with his wife, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'd I'd probably go once. And if I hated it, I wouldn't go again. Then again, if my publicist said you really should go for X, Y, Z reasons, I go, okay. I mean, look, I think when you're a celebrity, your job is to be a celebrity. And your job is to do shit like that you might not like. So that's the only world in which this matters to me. If I'm famous enough to be invited, I'd probably go. Now, your job is to confer your celebrity to things that... It takes celebrity, essentially. It's the whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, trust me, of all the reasons I, I, there are some reasons I regret not becoming famous. This is not one of them. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I think it's, I don't think there's any way either of us could, well, no, either of us could could not have liked this kid. There's just no way it would have happened. This, This is the, first of all, this is adult, not in the pornographic way, but I'm saying this is, this is grown up, pretentious, finery. Um, you would have had to be a breed apart to have been into any of this stuff, and neither of us were that particular breed. Don't get me wrong. There were kids, I'm sure Warwick Rip, who had their eyes trained on doing exactly this, of being a designer. Uh, that was so far out of our milieu and purview that, that you know, it's, it's an alien world. I might have still thought about being with the Viking lander on Venus or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I'm saying I think there were very few straight young male teens from a Long Island suburb uh, who who could have possibly found some interest in any of this? And of course, I, as I say that, I realized at one point Michael Kors, a designer, was not a straight Long Island, but he was a Long Island teen, and he is one of the the, the doyens of this scene. So you know, it, what separates me and Michael Kors is probably twenty five years, but you know, maybe class and but region, it's not that far apart. So you know. Again, but for, for for my sake, this just was the, kind of an NA. This was there's no way this is going to work. Why are you here as a climate activist? Well, I think climate justice should be present at every space. I don't think we're seeing enough of that, especially youth representations. Is the Met Gala and particularly the Gilded Age theme of the Met Gala 2022 are these in any way signs of the apocalypse? You know, it looks it looks it, and I this is kind of one of the reasons why I thought it was. Um, Definitely merited a topic on the show because this is super at the very least. The superficial is the story. You know, Uh, I think that this looks like a sign of the apocalypse. And my guess is, you know what it has for years. And we just kind of didn't train our eyesight on it. Um, Now, the thing is, is that it looks at. But I think that this at its heart, this is not just looks outre as shit, but it's kind of definitely camp. I think more than that, it's it's a farce. It is it is farcical. I don't think this is camp. I think it's definitely there's definitely a lot of camp to it. I think that's you know when you have uh, you have this many gay men designing this many clothes. I think there's but there's, camp isn't camp is a specific aesthetic. But I think that there's some of the specific when, when David Harbour right. shows up dressed up in a top hat with a walking stick and a cigar. He looked like the fucking right, rich fine. uncle money bags from Monopoly. I'm saying there's plenty of camp yeah. nestled into it, but it's like. Um, I think it owns, 
it owns its farce. Even if every single constituent person who was there, if fucking Doja Cat, now Doja Cat wasn't there, but I'm saying I don't know if um, uh, Nicki Minaj and or Lizzo or or you know whoever else, Jared Leto, if every single person who's on the red carpet is in the moment and just doing the thing of looking beautiful and and coutured and, and night priest. Um, but I think that the, the, as overall, the thing earns its farce. It sort of knows it from year to year, which is why they said we're going to do the Gilded Age. I think it's thinking, well, who could possibly take us to task for calling it the Gilded Age? Next year, they'll call it fucking, you know, 1910s, you know, steamboat card player going down the, you know, like maybe that's the theme. It's going to look like. Uh, Was that the 1910s? I don't know. It could have the been. The riverboat gambler? Riverboat gambler. Like you know, the, a, the guy just. 1880s. The guy shuffling 1890s. cards in midair. Like maybe that's yeah. going to be. I don't know. I, it could be. Uh, no, it's going to be depression. It's going to be depression yeah, yeah, era. Yeah. And they're, the women are going to dress up like like a haute couture version of a Dorothy it's, Lang photograph. It's going to look like the bonus marchers fired on by MacArthur's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to look like. Uh, no, 1910s will be women wearing fancy versions of votes for women's sashes. Yeah, yeah, right. Sewed into the clothes. Well, we'll need that again, motherfucker. So I... I uh, I no one's attempting to present this as real life, but it has the imprimatur of something from the days of the Belle Epoque or, or something. Or, or you know, what, what was it? The uh, last, was the Ancien Regime right before the, the end of the French monarchy? It's like that's, you know, one of the things people keep talking about is like, Jesus, there was a lot of guillotines that happened after people dressed like this for a couple of decades in a row. And that's why I think it certainly looks it's not. But it's not a sign of the apocalypse. I, I would I would I would shoot that down. OK, well. I think it might be. Um, you know, I said the heads in the sand thing. Uh, not going to a party. I mean, I, I run a company that basically stages parties, maybe. So, you know, I'm I'm one to speak there. Uh, but this idea that this is the most important thing, right? I mean, we talked about this a little last week that, you know, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is all over the news, you know, pushes freaking, you know, um, uh, Clarence Thomas and Ginny Thomas, you know, plotting treason against the United States out of the news. Uh, you know, I, I, that's, there might be an element of that here. Uh, powerful people reveling as the world burns, you know, uh, uh, Nero fiddling while Rome burns. You could say that's here. But I don't think these people are the problem. I think the majority of people who go to the Met Gala are not the people who stormed Walmart and said their constitutional rights are being violated. Yeah, Ripped the masks down. The masks. They couldn't go shopping yeah. without a mask. Or punched a fucking flight attendant on, on Delta Airlines. Or punched Airlines. a flight attendant. I mean, you could say they're rich, so they're insulated from this, from that world and, you know, whatever. Uh, as far as I know, right, I actually looked it up. And as far as I know, when it was canceled in 2020 nobody protested <laughs> right Did you, no 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 right? it seems highly unlikely right? yeah we're canceling the met gala because of covid no one said my rights are being violated these aren't those people i bet if you polled everyone at the met gala in 2020 biden would have won in a landslide i bet you if you looked at the money these and these people gave money to what can i mean winter has been a very you know vocal supporter of democratic candidates you know they invite hillary clinton they invite uh ocasio cortez they don't invite fucking ted cruz and hawley and the other the other seditionists you know no, uh and, although and, and a winter and, 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 and a winter is a al sharpton republican 
Al Sharpton Republican? What is that? <laughs> oh, they actually, she was on James Corden. I looked this up in 2018. And Corden asked her, they said, is there anyone who's been at the Met Gala before you would not invite again? And she said, Donald Trump. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, you could say these people are limousine liberals, and I'm sure many of them are, but um, they're not the problem. Uh, yes, they probably consume a lot of fossil fuels, but so do a lot of other people. I mean, I just, I, yeah, there's a head in the sand element, but I just can't feel like this is really where the problem lies. These people aren't denying climate change. They aren't voting for treasonous morons. They're, you know, they're just living their fucking lives like we all are. And if you criticize them, you have to criticize the vast majority of Americans, including you and me, Bill. You know, why are we doing a podcast instead of out there feeding homeless Flash people? Flash forward to next year you know, when we're both on the invite list, by the way. <laughs> yeah. What, what is going to happen between now and then? Your Excellency, the eyes of the world are upon you. Notables from every country are gathered here in your honor. This is a gala day for you. Well, a gala day is enough for me. I don't think I can handle anymore. All right. Now, tell me about jealousy as we go into our last uh, chunk, our last note cluster here. Uh, you know, I, I'm not... I'm not proud of it, but maybe, <laughs> I'm not proud of it. E- even though I find my, you know, I don't think Anna Wintour is the devil. What I thought after I watched the devil wears Prada and I have respect for her, like reading about her life. There's a line in a Wikipedia article about her that made me go, Jesus Christ, that she started dating powerfully connected men when she was 15 years oh old. My God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, she was a little rich girl, fancy girl, and she knew what she wanted, right? And, you know, back in those days— I wanted a subscription to Avengers when I was 15. I knew what I wanted. Well, you weren't you weren't a probably, in certain ways, mature for her years, ambitious 15-year-old girl. You know, people vying for an expensive ticket. I always get jealous that people don't vie for cheap tickets to some of my events. Um you know, the exclusivity thing. I did want to be famous for a time when I was younger. But as I said, if I were famous, I don't really think I'd want to go. I mean, if I were invited, I think I'd go, sure, that'll be an experience. But, you know, I, I always imagine if I if I clicked like that, like, all right, I'm hosting Jeopardy or I'm on Saturday Night Live or something like that. If that had happened, like, what do I say to my, my agent? Like, all right, here are the gigs I want. And number one would be, all right, let's not, because I used to say, let's say I got famous in something else. I got, became a famous stand up when I was doing stand up. Let's say. I know never was going to happen, but let's just say. I would have said, get me a hosting gig on SNL. That's job number one. I would never say to my agent, get me a ticket to the Met Gala. And I think a lot of celebrities do that. They say, all right, I've made it. People are talking about me. I'm a celebrity now. How do I get a ticket to the Met Gala? And I'm sure the good agents know the calls to hey, make. You saw the guest list. There's, there's a that. lot of bleed over between who was right. on the red carpet and people who either on SNL as, as cast members and right. or guests. Well, but forget SNL. I just think a lot of celebrities say to their yeah. agents, how do I get a ticket to the Met Gala? And the good, connected, powerful agents know, know the calls you make, know the process of that, know what you do to get your client on the Met Gala guest list. And I would never ask for that. If it fell in my lap, I'd go at least once, but I would never go out of my way for that. So I don't know. I don't think I'm very jealous of this, but I'm a little jealous because I'm a little jealous of everything. Well, I have no difficulty uh, whatsoever saying that I'm totally jealous. Uh, You know, the thing is watching what some of these guys uh, were dressed in, not like uh, Oscar Isaac, for instance, wore a skirt 
and it's not to, it, it's that's not the kind of boundary that I want to push as as, as a guy who who likes frilly and, and and delicate and fancy menswear. I don't need to smash the binary on my own body. Plenty of people are going to do that. I would I would ju- no I would just be wearing a really nice tuxedo and that would be the end. But yeah, I, I think you have a chance to do a little bit a little more than like just a, a tuxedo with a lot that. of. That's not me. I want to make something that looks like it. Like I want it to be my Magneto in the movies movie costume. I want there to be something just. You should dynamite. be wearing a Magneto helmet yes. on a tuxedo. That's what you would. Yeah, I mean, so the, the guest list like this, the, the bomb-ass party, I mean, I, as you know, Noah, I am a classy I think man. that party looks terrible. I think that party looks boring I as fuck. I am a classy man, a gentleman of refinement. Yes, you, you know are. that. I yes. enjoy my... Le- and he's not joking. I'm he not. is the best-dressed friend of mine by a thousand I love I love fine leathers and expensive whiskeys and rich, rich, rich foods. Uh, that's that's my thing and classy people that's the, that's where i was meant to be noah that is my crowd of people so every time i see something like this i'm like oh uh, you know i i that that there's something that uh, you know i i could see for one night being amongst my kind my type of people a better a better cut of society just for one night but are these people really a better cut of society <laughs> am i no but just, well, but it's it's I mean, I'm going to piss all over it again. It's a superficial definition of it's, what a better cut of yeah, society. But at the same time, just because you dress better and you have more no, money at the same time, and you're well known, makes you a better person. You know, f- fuck for that. For all the, uh, uh, for- I mean, fine. You want to go to a fancy dress party and feel good, then have a good time. But don't tell me they're better people. For oh, all, Jesus. for all the uh, Jared Leto's who are completely, you know, boring, t- tedious people who star in terrible movies. I don't think he's boring. I think he's such a weirdo. He's, he's, actually he's tedious. He's tedious. There's a guy like Riz Ahmed who's who's to me really fascinating and you know just a real a real craftsman in terms of what he does real real you know just as an interesting actor I assume inside those performances and again I'm I'm connecting to the actors more than the other people who were brought in there Elon Musk was on the fucking red carpet and he brought his mom a few years no no ago, this yeah. year he oh wait, this, this year, year or no, a few years year ago he was there and it's really? like that's a complex a whole scum lord I don't oh. want to have anything to do with him and it's like you know he's not interesting he's not clever he's not any of those things let's wrap this up let's go to the fallopian scale. Uh, yeah. on the red carpet, Noah, of all things, from the very top step to the bottom <laughs> step. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where does this fall in our array of uh, topics? I, I did not want to spend time on this one. I didn't come up with a complicated formula like I often do. I just went back two weeks. Our last fashion topic, Love Shack Fancy, which is just one brand. And I, I think I said Love Shack Fancy is bad, but not epically bad. And despite the fact that I'm going to say have a good time, I don't really care with the Met Gala. I still think on balance it's bad mostly just because I, I don't want anything to do with it. So I said it's 120% of Love Shack Fancy. 125. Yeah, but I, w- I would argue that you make the simplest possible formulas. They seem complicated because that's the amount of steps and convolutions required. Well, because this, this country sucks at math. <laughs> I do too. That's why. Yeah, I, I think this is, I was, you know, the metaphor I have here, it's a reverse Trojan horse. If the army was on the outside hiding the wooden horse on the inside... <laughs> Uh, what, what do you mean by that? What do because you mean by I think that? this looks like it's got this element of danger and societal crumble and decay. Oh, but right. I think that it really it is just a costume party like carnival or Halloween. But people people were con- I they're conferring a they're 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 conferring or inferring a big threat. They're imputing a so it looks it looks worse. Than correct, worse, correct. So uh, I, and you know what? And with that, Noah, I will make one of the boldest projections. This to me. In terms of our other topics, I think... Bo- wait, bolder than the two of us being invited next yes. year? 
That's pretty I said bold. That could now, happen. Right? This is definitely what it is. Yeah, I, I, yes, and the sun could not rise tomorrow. My, my yes. equating this with is Noah's with with all people. Bad baby, which was <laughs> okay. all right. B- bad baby was all sturm and drang, right. signifying ultimately nothing. Uh, do you think she's been invited to the Met? Gala? I do not. By the way, me using the term sturm and drang and signifying nothing scrambles together two figures of speech. If you guys are at home paying attention to uh, the, uh, the butchering of the sturm and drang, a, a figure of speech. Yeah, sturm and drang kind of and, speech? and, and signifi- sound yes. and fury signifying nothing. Sound and fury. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's anyway, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I be- bad baby. Bahad, not bad bunny, Bahad but bad baby. Bahavi. There's a lot of the superfluous Bahad H's baby. in the name. Let's not forget that. Cash, cash, oh, she cash me outside. How about that? Oh, she sucks. That's so bad. For, Do you think they've invited Doctor Phil to the the Met Gala? Uh, I, I was amazed, but this is like I almost like thumbs up that they invite Emma Chamberlain. Like they're keeping up. Oh yeah, right? yeah, sure. Them saying they're keeping up with culture <laughs> in a way that you can imagine Anna Winter is is still only inviting like fucking Graydon Carter and like old money yeah. people. Well, that that's but no, but that's like, why they really they're saying we need to invite the people who actually that's, are That's why Ryan Reynolds is a co-chair. That's why Lynn Miranda is the Miranda Miranda is the co-chair. That's what I'm saying. That's why you bring those people in to get yeah, the corners so you want. I, yeah, that's uh, look, so I think when the dust settles on this bill, I think we are basically in agreement. I think we are more thumbs up on this topic than Anyone, including me, would have expected. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually surprised because I thought you'd because co- you come here with a rain cloud. I thought that would have been not. No, I, I just you know me. I'm just I'm like I'm getting to a place as I get older. It's just I spent like I was kind of pretentious as a kid. I spent so much time like new kids on the block suck. Like who cares? And in, in the end, they were like, they were just hanging tough. Who knew that? Well, you know, step by step, baby. <laughs> um, I I, I got to bring this thing into a close because this podcast okay, has ended, everybody. No more. Ed, by the time it has ended in many we ways, we get to the new kids references. We're done. All right. If you guys want to go back and find past boy band coverage, uh, our episodes are on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us Noah and Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Gives us from the aggregators. That's how people find new episodes of our show. I am on Twitter at William Scurry. My video concepts. My my, my, my material that I've created is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And I also have, I have to plug this, a, a magnum opus, a grand mall project I did with old friend of the show, James Hancock of the Wrong Real Podcast. We put together a two-hour, 20-minute chat show in the style of Tom Snyder and Dick Cavett talking about various cultural topics in film called An Evening with James and Bill. And I've been trumping it on social media um, take a look at it, guys. It's mostly about film, but it dips into a fair amount of cultural topics along the way. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, it turned out pretty well, I think, in terms of a, a conceit. Uh, but we were really trying to get back to the idea of what did talk shows look like in, like, say, 77, 78, with a bottle of scotch, pipe, cigarette smoke, old-fashioned Gordon Willis lighting. Anyway, if you think of it, give it a shot. You may have already known it's out there. But we're very proud mm-hmm. of it. And Noah, Noah will now plug everything that he does. So, another possible future topic, The Big Quiz Thing, uh, is my trivia game show company. We do the finest in corporate and private trivia events nationwide, virtually and in person. We are having some fun and booking heavily for the summer. Uh, A lot of corporate events. I'm I'm headed to New York uh, in less than a week to do a bar mitzvah. Uh, We have a lot of fun with those. We have a wedding party coming up. And mostly corporate events and little private parties here and there. Um, And we do occasionally do public events. And we have our next San Francisco public event hosted by me is June 12th. We're back at the crossing at East Cut. 
which is a fantastic open-air public uh, event space. It is gorgeous. We've done two events there before. We've had a ton of fun. And believe it or not, folks, free admission, uh, delicious drinks, uh, June 12th. So uh, we're, we're going to post that on our web. Uh, you know what? We're going to post that today. Um, uh, so bigquizzing.com and learn about hiring us for your own corporate or private trivia event spectacular full of all kinds of joy. And until our next wonderfully garishly attired episode, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2022.